Hey, Deejans, it is Tuesday, October 31st. We have our McDonald's Halloween buckets, and we're ready to dish out some full-size candy bars. I'm Mad Max. Joining me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, happy Halloween, man. Happy Halloween. You would have thought yesterday was Halloween based on how shitty our picks were. Fuck the Raiders. I'm done with them. Um, but listen, I don't think these guys can appreciate. Now, I appreciate the time and effort you put in because you put in some genuine time and effort. But these guys don't know what kind of high school final exam cram session shit I pull to put this together. I mean, I put in a ton of work, Max, to get my picks ready for today. I just I just want the DJs to know that. Yeah, hardest working man in sports betting, Sex Panther. He finds a way. He finds a way <laughs> to get to get it. At least it wasn't at least it wasn't DJ ranked today. Oh my god. I you I wonder what teams you would have left out by mistake if you were trying to do DJ rank last fucking minute. Um pa- Panther and I just ran th- I think it was a light day, but Panther and I just ran through his picks like right before the show. <laughs> so uh I feel confident in them though. I feel I feel good in your picks. Uh, by the way, you said a shitty day yesterday. I nailed two fucking beautiful hockey uh, plus lines yesterday. I just listen. I'll pat myself on the back. The guys in the in the, in the asylum were patting me on the back too. Just two beautiful fucking plus lines. And then I look at today's slate and it's like two fucking shitty games. <laughs> yeah, listen. I did really good on everything except what was in the parlay. Right, yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders yeah, lost. Yeah. The Arizona P- Pacers, lost. Pacers, Pacers. Yeah, right. Yeah, we should have threw Dallas parlay. in there. Yeah, right. Man, oh, da- man. Dallas, Brutal. Anaheim. Oh, would have been nice. I'm gonna fucking hey, jeez. <laughs> oh shit. Um, so yeah, it is Halloween, and uh, we do have a a big story to talk about. Broke a few hours ago, so we will get to that. But Halloween, real quick. I mean, your your oldest probably isn't trick-or-treating anymore right she's 15 just, is she is, she is she on her last hurrah for halloween or is this it that's yeah that's my baby that's 15 uh yeah i actually got her a velma out she wanted to go as velma i'm assuming some of her <laughs> friends are are going as the gang but uh yeah she's going trick-or-treating not with me she's in toledo with her nut job mom but um yeah my my oldest kids like my daughter my oldest daughter is probably taking her kid out trick-or-treating um but yeah yeah, lily's my my baby she's 15 years old i've been car shopping because she'll turn 16 next year and all she talks about is a car but um yeah she's i mean listen i'll tell you this we went to a comic-con in fort wayne uh over the weekend they they call it a fantastic con it's basically a comic-con and there's not a lot of things when kids get at 15 16 years old that kind of make you go Aw, but we're walking to the Grand Wayne Center to go there, and she reaches over and grabs my hand, and we walk hand in hand going up there. So she's still daddy's little girl for just a little bit longer. Ah, uh, hold on to that. I mean, you know, you've got older kids, so you know how that, that I, it doesn't fully fade. It, it goes in peaks and valleys, you know, like there's going to be a while where it's like, yeah, get away from me, dad. And then later on in life, you know, the, the kids, the kids come back, especially when they have their own kids and then, you know, they, they, they need a grandpa around. So, I, you know, I, I got, um, of course, a six-year-old and a ten-year-old and they're still heavily into, you know, the Halloween stuff and, and, um, 
there was a show on a couple years ago, Phineas and Ferb, and it was a cartoon. And there's a, a character on it called uh, uh, Perry the Platypus. So both my kids are dressed as Perry the Platypus, like two different versions of Perry the Platypus. So they're nice. great, great, great costumes. Um, I, you know, listen to Halloween. I always love Halloween. And I made the full-size candy bar joke in, in the opening. Well, I did a trunk or treat. And I did two trunk or treats over the weekend. You know, I had my car set up. Um, I d- decorated it like Minecraft. So I had like a Minecraft car. It was really cool. And um, on on day one, I had uh, buckets of Capri Sun. Like, like the full like... Nice. And the kids were just like... Capri Sun! It was just like this flock. It felt like zombies like attacking my, my, my car. It was amazing. Those kids were, oh, Capri Sun! <laughs> it was pretty badass. Anyway, um, that's Halloween for you. I hope you guys are out there. You know, um, if you got kids, you, you enjoy that. and It's awesome. And uh, if you're still, you know, in your younger 20s, I think you can probably still get away with dressing up and, and, you know, going to schmucks like my house and stealing the buckets of candy from our front yard. So feel free to do that if you want to. Breaking news, Sex Panther. James Harden has been traded. Uh, the, you know, listen, it has been talked about for a while, um, trying to get this trade done with the Clippers. The, you know, the Sixers were, were hesitant. It's like, ah, oh, we're not going to get the value we want. We're not going to, uh, you know, trade them unless we get the value. You tell me, did they get the value? Here you go. The Clippers are sending the Sixers a 2028 unprotected first round pick, two second round picks, and a pick swap uh, for James Harden. And the 76ers will uh, get an additional future first round pick from a third team. I don't know what that third team is. So there you go. Harden and Westbrook back together again. You know, that was uh, Harden, Harden and... Uh, Durant got back together. That didn't last very long. Now it's Harden and Westbrook back together again and throwing Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, of course. Do you think the Sixers got too much for James Harden, enough for James Harden? I mean, what's your take on this trade? And uh, In general, what's your take on this trade? My take is Philadelphia was throwing their hands up in the air. They didn't have a lot of suitors for him. Uh, he's 34 years old, re- basically refusing to play. Uh, he's very locker room cancerish uh, for the Sixers organization. I don't think they had a lot of options. Do I think they got the value? No. I mean, in addition to all those draft picks, they got a bunch of four no-name, two-minute-a-game players that will sit on the Sixers bench. But I don't know. Did they get value? No, they didn't. But at the same time, I don't think they had a choice. It's kind of like trading in your car that no other dealer is going to give you jack shit for and somebody's going to give you $2,500 for it. I guess I'll take it. They, they were done. Um, so I, this is addition by subtraction. I maybe even trust the Sixers now that we know what that team looks like. And now I probably have more questions about the Clippers because we were always talking about the health of the Clippers. Now we're talking about the health and as long as they're winning, Harden's fine, but by God, they go into a three or four game losing streak the dude is cancerous. I mean, he's toxic. Him and Kyrie and KD, we hate those three. And now the Clippers, who were chasing a championship, this is probably their all-in push to get a championship. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it, Max, at all. All right. Here you go. I'm, I'm, uh, this, this is just astounding. Here you go. Um, let, let's just do this. So, so, do, 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 do. 
Maybe this is the full trade. 76ers sent Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Philip Petrasev to the Clippers for Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin, a 2028 unprotected first-round pick, two second-round picks, a 2029 swap, and an additional first round that would be routed to a third team. Okay, I'm, I, I have this for you, Panther. This, this is just fucking astounding. Okay, let's go back in the way back machine. You know I like to do that from time to time. I'm going to read some headlines to you. All right, ready. The Nets, the Nets traded away a pair of promising young players in Jarrett Allen and Karis LeVert, as well as four first-round picks and three pick swaps to acquire James Harden. That's what the Nets traded for James Harden. The 76ers acquired the former MVP Harden along with Paul Millsap in exchange for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, an unprotected 2022 first-round pick, and a protected 2027 first-round pick, according to ESPN. The 76ers sent James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Philip I mean, look, look at the value that's just decreased over the years. The Nets traded Jarrett Allen, Karis Levert, four first round picks and three pick swaps to Houston. That was the first trade. All this young talent. Yeah, (laughs) that's the first trade. And then, of course, you know, uh, Jared Allen uh, got um, went to Cleveland, you know, and promising young player there, of course. Um, Sixers, uh, they, they got. They they gave away you know a bunch of ta- a bunch of talent from their team and and Ben Simmons uh, and a couple of uh, yeah <laughs> see, what see, see what you did there <laughs> and a unprotected twenty two two thousand twenty two and a protected twenty twenty seven so two first round picks um, not even getting a okay I guess I get two first round picks here from another team I wonder who that third team is but Panther I mean like. This this is the amount of like stuff that has been shuffled around to get James Harden into fucking the Clippers now. It's it's not gonna last. Yeah, it's not, no. it's not gonna last. By by the I way, did. I uh, side note, I just so noticed something. The Celtics are totally going to uh, get uh, benefit from this uh, this this trade though. Seventy Sixers waived guard Danny, Danny Green. So you know, you know the Celtics. They, they need some bench uh, help. So Danny Green, Celtic, come on. We we need all we can, we can we all we can get. And, and everybody <laughs> wants another three point shooter. You know, I, I just gotta wonder what general managers are thinking when they chase a guy like James Harden. And it's one thing when he's in his youth or in his prime, but he's 34. He's going the wrong side of the age, the mental illness, if you will, that is James Harden. Uh, what he does to a locker room, the the theatrics with the media uh, i why why would anybody want this guy i gotta believe i i have to i'm not a big believer in let the inmates run the asylum in professional sports but they had to have gone to paul george to russell westbrook to Kawhi leonard and said hey this we can get james harden do you guys want him in here i've got to believe they bless this thing right Oh yeah. Oh no, absolutely. There's there's no way the Clippers are pulling this trade off unless these guys said that they wanted it. It's it's not happening. I, I I'm no fucking way that's happening unless these guys are are saying that they they want this to happen. Um, I I don't know why you'd want it to happen. Yeah, I I, I really don't know. Um, just just if you go through the the history of James Harden. And maybe I'm maybe I'm harsher on James Harden than I need to be, but I, I I think it needs to be said. He was a talented young player on on Oklahoma City who felt that he had more in him. 
I'm not going to fault him for that. It's fine. You know, that said, in, in a time where uh, you, you're always looking for what what the the the, the trio the trio of stars like the, the Heat had, if they stayed together, probably win a title or two. But he wanted mm-hmm. he wanted to be his own alpha man. Fine. Uh, heads to Houston, right? That was his next stop. Becomes one of the most dynamic scorers in NBA history for a stretch. Uh, wins an MVP. But then when it mattered the most in the playoffs, just couldn't get it done. They partner him up with Chris Paul for a stretch, right? That was the Chris Paul-James Harden thing. And that, that actually worked really good until Chris Paul got injured and that, that fucking crumbled. Um you know, Chris Paul leaves, and and they're still kind of uh, uh this uh you know, he's scoring and scoring and scoring. You know, I don't think he got fed up in Houston. I think he just saw the opportunity. Right, he didn't sour on Houston. I think he was happy there. And I think what happened was he saw that opportunity to partner up with Kyrie and Durant. And I think that was probably his first mistake. So I, you know, I don't fault him for all the scoring titles and being greedy and doing all that stuff. I mean, I, I don't think he was a winner. I don't think he was ever going to win in that mentality, but I don't fault him for that. I fault him for trusting Kyrie and Durant. I think that was the beginning of the downfall of James Harden right there because he's 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 looking terrible in this whole situation, right? James Harden looks terrible. He looks like the, the guy that's forcing himself out of teams. I don't think, you know, I guess he did force himself out of Houston, right? He showed up kind of fat and 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 yeah. out of shape. So I guess maybe he was at fault in Houston too. But really, getting out of that clusterfuck of uh, uh, Brooklyn, I don't fault him at all for that. Really, Panther. I mean, I I can't. So I do think that he's uh, a guy that I can't trust. He's a guy that you know I think is diminished in talents. I think he doesn't have what he used to have. Um, so I wouldn't take the risk on him. But you know, I I think I think there's two sides of the story here of James Harden's career and the the Brooklyn thing. I don't give him fault for. Now the Sixers thing, it seems like, it, 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 same thing. Like I mean, I you know Daryl Morey apparently I guess promised him an extension, so James Harden opted in or whatever, and then James uh, Harden did what he you know does on the court. And Daryl Moore's like, eh, I don't know if we want to give this guy a lot of money. And so it seems like he reneged on the deal, you know. So, again, I don't know if I can fault James Harden too much there. He looks like the piece of shit in this whole thing. I think that, I think everyone around him is a piece of shit, especially if, if I look at that Brooklyn situation with Kyrie and Durant. Like, those guys are should not be, like, how are they coming out clean in this? How does Kevin Durant coming out clean in this one? I don't fucking know. Kevin Durant is the biggest mirage in the NBA. I, this guy gets so much hype, so much love, but he is literally the most, one of the most toxic players. The fact that Kyrie, KD, and Harden didn't succeed should have been no surprise to anybody. Now that they're all, the band's broken up and they're gone their separate ways, maybe, maybe they, you know, find some, Kyrie can't be the alpha when Luca's around. KD can maybe try to be the alpha, but I'm pretty sure that's Devin Booker's team. And James Harden, I mean, <laughs> he might be the fourth wheel in this, on this car in L.A. with the Clippers. Yeah, I don't know my Greek letters, but he's like a theta at this point. He's, he's, not, he's, <laughs> not, he's not even close to a beta. Anyway, um, that's the James Harden trade. We're going to take a quick break after that. We do have a slew of sports to bet on. Panthers, uh, amazing picks that he did all the research on. Wait for that in just one second. 
guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. We are back, possibly never even left you. Let's start with the World Series Panther, where Texas went up 2-1. Bummer, because we were on Arizona yesterday, uh, and also bummer because you have Arizona winning this whole thing. <laughs> so I'm root for Arizona for you. But here we go. We have game three, and on the mound for uh, they got to refresh this fucking screen. Um, on the mound for the Texas Rangers, uh, they got um, it Andrew Heaney, and then. Uh, I guess Diamondbacks, they're going to go, what, opener? Is Mantiply, a, oh, Mantiply is an opener. Have we established that Mantiply is an opener? Is that what Mantiply, we've established? Mantiply is an opener. We don't know. I, I don't know, anyway, uh, who will follow him as the bulk guy. Um, but, you know, the last time they did this, I kind of didn't give the Diamondbacks much of a chance. Like, oh, they're punting this game, and they end up winning that game. So maybe a little bit of the same situation here. I don't know. But, um, th- listen, yesterday's... Rangers win kind of was a loss. Scherzer got injured. Adalas Garcia got injured. Uh, they've got Garcia listed as day to day. I'm thinking he probably does not play tonight. That gives the D backs a little bit of an advantage. Garcia is, you know, one of the two best hitters with Seeger carrying the weight of the team yesterday. Um, but for the Rangers, so uh, I should be okay. In, in, when we're not doing the show, I'm betting the Rangers. I'm telling you I'm betting the Rangers. But for this show, I'm betting the Diamondbacks because my, you know, it's the whole my World Series play with the Diamondbacks. I'm sitting really, really good in that situation. So I should be betting the Rangers every freaking game. That's what I'll do in real life. On here, on the show, I'm rooting for the Diamondbacks. I want the Diamondbacks even this series. And without Garcia, I think they actually can. So I'm going to put my money on the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bet the Diamondbacks here as well. I think that the they, I think this is, listen, man, if if the, the championship series were indicative of how competitive uh, these teams are, I do think that this series probably goes seven, really. I, I, I see uh, Arizona di- tying it up. I mean, if if they lose today, then, I mean, Panther three and out, I'll take them tomorrow. Really, I don't, I don't, I don't see them, you know, being gentlemen sweep by by the Rangers. I think that they're, just, you know, competitive enough to hang with the Rangers. If they're competitive enough to hang with Philly. I think they're competitive enough to hang with the Rangers. Simple, simple as that. Um, thought, uh, you know, was 
decent enough yesterday. Scherzer actually looked pretty good. He only got through three innings before he got hit with that comebacker. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're totally right about the the Garcia thing. Um, that is a a absolute huge blow to the Rangers lineup. And I think that uh, you know the Diamondbacks have to take advantage of that. The line, I mean, the fact that it's an opener situation and it's minus one hundred five, minus one hundred five on both sides, like doesn't doesn't that tell you that even the fucking sports books are shrugging their shoulders? Like I don't know, anyone could win this one. Flip a fucking coin at this point. I'll take the home team. I'll take the home team uh, after a home loss, and I don't care who, who who's fucking pitching after uh, the opener. Um. You know, whatever. Uh, $10 bet on the Diamondbacks. All right, Panther, we've got two college football games. Where are you at? First game up there. This is right up your alley. we got some action going on, Max. First up is Northern Illinois going up to Mount Pleasant, um, the state that shall not be named. Actually, it's, we're not referring to the university, so I can say Michigan. It's just not the university that I address. Take it on the Chippewas. And they got... Northern Illinois, minus five and a half. I don't know if they're really five and a half. It seems that these should be kind of even. This game is a little off to me. I'm not betting it, but since there's only two games, I will talk about it. I think the Huskies win, but the five and a half kind of got me scared off with the Chippewas being at home, plus the points. I'm not on it. I'm going to lean the Huskies, but this could go either way. I, I listen. You, you 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 hit the nail on the head. You know, Mac Mac football is actually the one that I <laughs> used to follow. Uh, Northern Illinois, uh, they've won three games in a row. I think they're. I think we're going to talk about Toledo. Toledo's the other and uh, the, the other game today. So I think they're one game behind Toledo in in the West Division. Um, and I I think I think Northern Illinois gets a win today. I think they they're going to continue to put pressure on Toledo, and uh, you know Central Michigan. Um, they lost. Uh, I think they. I think they played, lost to Ball State in their last game. So I, I. I think. I think Northern Illinois pulls this one out now. Whether it comes to covering, what is it? The minus five. It's a little bit of a high. You know, high. But um, you know, especially for a team like I think Northern Illinois is, is a, a, a run first type team. Like they do a lot of uh, you know um, run plays. So it's just hard to beat a team by you know. A, a lot of points, you know, by a touchdown or so. If if uh, if you're you know not gonna throw the ball around, uh, still I like Northern Illinois in this one. I, I'd probably lean them. All right, next game up, you refer to it. The Toledo Rockets are at home hosting the Buffalo Bulls, not the Bills, the Bulls. And uh, I'm kind of confused with this Toledo team. Like I paid attention to this team because I'm a big offense guy. I like high scoring teams, and last year Toledo was one of the highest scoring teams in the nation this year, not so much. I mean, they have one or two games where they've exploded, but for the most part, it's been their defense. Their defense is playing really good. Their offense is just good enough. And that's where I am on this game. I think Toledo wins. I have no doubt in my mind that Toledo wins, but 15 and a half against a Buffalo team that is also playing pretty good defense. I think this ends up being a surprisingly lower scoring game and Buffalo covers the 15 and a half. So give me Buffalo with the points. I totally agree with you in this one. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Toledo has been taking advantage of some uh, strength of schedule to, uh, you know, 
flown on by with some of their wins. Uh, they've only covered three of their eight games played this season. As for Buffalo, you do know who their quarterback is, right, Panther? Right? I, I do not. Oh, you see, I do know because uh, he transferred from Rutgers, a team that apparently oh, that I your root favorite for. favorite team. <laughs> it's Cole Snyder, former Rutgers uh, quarterback. Um, so, listen, man, I, I think Buffalo can keep this one closer than the 15 or so. Toledo wins. I, I, I think Toledo wins, but I think Buffalo keeps it close as well. So I, I'd probably lean Buffalo in that one. All right. Over to the NBA, we got three games on the board today to talk about. Uh, starting off with the New York Knicks at the Cleveland Cavs. Got this line. I surprised me in this one, Panther. I got to check the injury report here. The Knicks minus two and a half. Now there is a plus one on the Knicks or a minus one on the Cavs, but most board mo- most have this minus two and a half Knicks plus two and a half Cavs. What's your take on this one? Yeah, it feels off. I mean, New York on the road, at least last year, they were not great on the road. But two, I think when you compare the rosters and assuming everybody's healthy, the Cavs are the better team. They've got the better starting unit. They've got the better depth. Um, So for them to be at home and the underdog, eh, I'm scared. I'm I'm, I'm off. I'm leaning Cleveland. Something smells about this game. Uh, well, listen, I mean, Cleveland has not done well at home. It's early in the season. Uh, Darius Garland is out. Jarrett Allen is out. And Donovan Mitchell okay. is questionable. I think Donovan Mitchell does end up playing. So uh, for the Knicks, it seems like they're they're at full strength. The Knicks are at full strength. Uh, but I'm with you. I would lean the Cavs in that one. On to Phoenix, where San Antonio's in town with Wemby. Wemby's going to play against uh, Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. Talk about injury report there. You know, Phoenix is dealing with a bunch. Uh, Bradley Beal is out. Uh, Devin Booker listed as doubtful for tonight. And yet here we stand. The Phoenix Suns minus six and a half, minus seven, minus seven and a half. If you're taking the Spurs, I can get you seven and a half. If you're taking the Suns, I get you minus six and a half. Which one are you taking? Well, the injuries do give me a little bit of a pause, but I I like this Spurs team. I like their youth. I like the direction they're going, but it's going to take time to build this cohesive unit. Wemby is fun. It's energetic to watch him play, but he's still not elite yet. He's still a boy, right? He's an 18-year-old kid uh, playing in a man's league, and I think the men take care of business. I'm going to lay the six and a half and take the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, so am I. So, man, uh, DJ and Parlay, depending on what we're doing in hockey, might be uh, might be uh, the, the the Buffalo Bulls and uh, <laughs> and the Phoenix Suns so far. Yeah, I, I like Phoenix here, uh, despite the injuries. Um, you know, San, San Antonio comes into this one. It got to be optimistic about the future, but it's still a team that's that's rebuilding. This isn't this isn't your original pop Spurs bringing in Sin Dunk into a loaded fucking playoff roster that just had. You know, David Robinson miss a season. This is a this is a team that's going to need some time to grow. Phoenix uh, has been doing quite well, even without Booker and and uh, Bradley Beal out there. So, yeah, I'll take the Suns ten dollar bet on Phoenix. Uh, last game up in the NBA, uh, ex Chris's Orlando Magic at the Clippers doing their their LA tour. They were in they played the Lakers yesterday. A close game. Uh, Lakers only won by three in that one. Now they're going to see if they can go toe-to-toe with the Clippers, who, again, just made that trade. And, uh, you know, they'll be uh, eagerly awaiting James Harden in peak physical condition. He'll somehow show up. 
uh, ripped and and with a six pack, uh, maybe a six pack of beer. But here you go, Orlando Magic plus seven and a half, or the Clippers minus seven and a half. Oh uh, well, they got worse because I have the Clippers minus six and a half. But listen, Orlando, same as Houston. I can get I can get you six and a half if you want the six and a half. Uh, I still a Fanduel and Bet Rivers. I can get you six and a half if you want it. Yeah. I, I I like six and a half because Orlando, like Houston and like San Antonio, like these younger teams. This is a team that is going the right direction. They're young, um, but they here's what they lack. They lack that alpha. They don't have a guy that's going to go out and put up a 40 spot on any given night. Like Banchero, but he's not putting up 40. The Clippers have three of those guys, and they're going to play a lot tonight because they just shipped four guys over to Philadelphia, and Harden hasn't arrived yet. So you're going to get the big three with lots of minutes. I think the Clippers roll. I'll lay the six and a half in L.A. Yeah, I'm going to lean the Clippers with you in this one. I have Clippers winning by double digits. Uh, well, listen, Orlando has been impressive. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not uh, hating on Orlando early in the season. They've looked better than I expected. We'll see how this plays out in a week or two because it's it's always weird because like whenever I'm doing my NBA model, yeah, you know, I have to still steal stats from last year, right? So I'm, I'm pulling statistics from last year, um, you know, weighting them uh, versus statistics this year. I, I need a full fucking like two weeks of NBA stats before I can start definitively saying things and, and we're just not there yet. Um, I will lean the Clippers with you. Which brings us over to the ice. Two games on the board today. The Los Angeles Kings head up north to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, here you go. The line on this one would be the Los Angeles Kings. You can get them all the way up to plus 130 or minus 148 on the Maple Leafs. Panther, I know you're not in love with the hockey slate today. Are you betting any of these? Uh, I'm going to bet this one. Toronto, uh, they're not... Okay, so, you know, I think I can't remember what team it was, but there was a few years back, I think in the NFL or NBA, there was a uh, there was a team that just disappeared. I would not bet that. I think it was Milwaukee Bucks, right? Fuck the Bucks. Uh, fuck the Raptors, uh, Maple Leafs, not the Raptors, the Maple Leafs. I will not bet them. I will not bet them, but I will bet against them, uh, especially when a team is getting some value. The Kings, it wasn't too long ago, just a couple of years ago, where they were absolute dog shit. They got much better last year, and it looks like they could be for real this year. I don't have Toronto ever, really, at minus 155, minus 150 against anybody because they're just so freaking bipolar. I'll take a team with a plus 130 every single night. Give me the Kings, 10 bucks. Yeah, not in love with these games today, but this is the one that I am on. I am betting the Kings as well. I think too much value at the plus 130. Los Angeles is a pretty damn good team. I don't actually see a, a ton of variance between the Kings and the Maple Leafs early on in this season. So to tell me that Maple Leafs, even though they're at home, minus 148, I no, I can't. Listen, I've bet on the Maple Leafs a couple times this season, and it's been kind of up and down. That's, that's, the, that's betting on the Maple Leafs for you. It's going to be up and down. Uh, Kings, tons of value here, plus 130. I'm on the $10 bet on LA. Uh, which brings us to our last game that we're going to talk about today, the Predators on the road, also in Canada, against the Canucks. Uh, Predators plus 120, Canucks minus 130, I guess uh, 135. I guess by default, I will lean the Predators with the plus line, but th this is too close for me to call, Panther. Yeah, I think it's too close to call. I don't love Nashville on the road, um, but the Canucks, like, eating chalk, even though they're at home, it's not that chalky. I probably like Vancouver at home, but you're right. This one is too close to call, and I really can't find 
anything to separate these two teams. Usually in a 50-50 game like that, it's either take the value in the plus line or take the home team. I'm leaning the home team here. All right, here you go. Our last DGEN parlay for the month of October. Hopefully we can hit this one. It should be a fun one. The Los Angeles Kings plus 130. The Phoenix Suns covering six and a half. And then the Buffalo Bulls plus 16 at Toledo in Maction. That three-way parlay will pay 743 on this Tuesday. Once again, happy Halloween, folks. Hope you have a good time. Panther, take us home. Time to go home, kids. A uh, different route, different day. Everything's different today. But what's not different is where we hang out. It's on Facebook. It's on X Twitter. Even had a tweet yesterday. Had to comment on. And then right here in the asylum, Michelob was here. Codfish is here. You guys can hang out with us live when we do these episodes at roughly 6 in the morning. Um, but mostly, you can shoot the shit with us in the Discord channel. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But mostly... Most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today. When it's all said and done, kids, let's make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace.